0: Two sessions we've been talking about God's rest, how God's rest is available to us. Rest not from difficult circumstances, not rest or the absence of challenges and even heartaches, but a deep assurance, a full faith and assurance that it's in his hands, that it's all well and uh, that he is in control of the final outcome. We've been talking about Numbers chapter 13 and 14 and Hebrews 3 and 4. But now today I want to give a, a little briefer message on one of the two spies sent out by Moses into the land of Canaan to fulfill the Abrahamic blessing and promise. That God had given their forefathers, remembering that God had supernaturally delivered the children of Israel from, from Egypt. They had been there 400 years and um, done amazing things, brought them miraculously through, through the Red Sea. And they were 11 days' journey to the verge of the land of Canaan, the land of promise. Moses sent out a spy from all the 12 tribes, 10 of them came back with a report of fear, a report of we're not able, we're like grasshoppers in the sight of the sons of Anak. Their are walled cities there. Circumstantially and physically, there is no way we can have what God promised Abraham and what we have believed all this time. There's no way we can do it. We saw in the scriptures last time that the children of Israel lifted up. Chapter 14, verse 1, they wept. They were in mourning. But I want you to see that there were two. And we're going to focus on one of those today named Caleb. There were two of those spies who brought back a good report. Joshua and Caleb. And I want you to see what God said about this man, Caleb. Look at chapter 14, if you will. And after there had been a bad report by the 10 spies, after the children of Israel had believed the 10 rather than the two, after they had actually decided that they would lead a rebellion and go back to the land of Egypt, after they decided in the first few verses of 14 that they should fire Moses and Aaron and the other leaders that were godly, After all of that, God finally said, you can have what you are saying. Whatever you've said, I'm going to let you have it. You're not going to like it, but you're going to be able to have it. I want you to see down in verse 28, God told Moses to say to the children of Israel, as I live, says the the Lord, Just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. You better be careful about what you continually say. God said, okay, have it your way. Finally, God said, have it your way. Whatever you've been speaking, I'm going to give it to you. I will do to you what you have spoken. What did they say? If only, look at verse 2, if only we had died, if only we had died, what has the Lord done to bring us out so that we would die? It's all about death. I want you to see back in verse 21, God says there are exceptions, there are exceptions to the report that the spies had. Verse 24, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his seed, his descendants shall inherit it. The power of a different spirit. How many of you know God almost never works through the majority? Jesus actually said, Narrow is the gate, and few there be that find the ways of life. In the beginning of his ministry, multitudes followed him. At the end, even the twelve forsook him and left. The Caleb spirit. Why would God say this about one of his servants? He has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. Well, let's get a clue as to how this different spirit manifested itself. Turn back there to chapter 13 there in Numbers. And uh, let's see that when the spies came back to Moses and Aaron, verse 26... They brought back word to the congregation, showed them the fruit of the land, and they said to Moses, we went to the land which you sent us in. It really does flow with milk and honey. Here's a sample of its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large moreover we saw the sons of anak the descendants of anak remember goliath of gath the giant that was slain by david was a descendant of anak they were genetically mutation they they when you do the math they were over nine feet tall those are big guys The the Amalekites are there, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites. And the people got so disturbed and afraid, verse 30, here's a clue as to how Caleb had a different spirit. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to to overcome it. Notice what these spies said in verse 33. We saw giants, the sons of Anak, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and we were in their sight. Now hold on just a minute. What had Caleb, what had he seen that was so radically different from what the other uh, 10 spies had seen? They saw walled cities giants, and they, were, they said, we were like grasshoppers. Caleb said, we are well able. What was the difference? God says, this is a man with a different spirit. What was the difference? They, Caleb was looking through a different lens. He was looking through the lens of absolute steadfastness faith in what God had said. In fact, what God had promised through his man Abraham that had been passed down for hundreds of years, he believed it. He was, it was settled in his heart. Can I ask you something? Is the word of God settled in your heart? He was a man who was ready to go. Well, <clears throat> I want you to notice something here. In I read to you what God said was going to happen to that first generation. You see verse 30. Except for, chapter 14. Except for Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun, nobody shall by any means enter the land that I promised, the land of Canaan. But your little ones, those who are children... I'm not going to make them pay the price for your own disobedience. I will bring them in, but you're going to have to wander around in this wilderness, verse 32. Your bodies will fall in the wilderness. Your sons will be shepherds in the wilderness for 40 years. I'm still going to bring Joshua and Caleb their descendants and the children who were not reaching the age of accountability, I'm going to bring them in. but those of you who continually refuse to believe and continually refuse to obey, you're going to die out here in the wilderness just like you said. I'm going to give you what you said. What are you saying? about yourself What are you saying about your circumstances? What are you saying about the promises of God? Notice Joshua and Caleb saw what they saw. They saw the walled cities, they saw the sons of Anak. They saw how impossible looking it was, but they never wa- wavered. God's word trumped it, everything they saw. If you come to that point in your own journey, where God's Word is the final authority. You may not understand everything, but His Word is His Word, and as far as you're concerned, you would believe and confess and stand on and obey that Word. He had a different spirit because he believed the Word of God and refused to get off of it, even when the pressure was on. But I want you to notice something about this incredible man. Caleb, he went through deep suffering before the manifested promise took place. Because remember this, he was rejected by those closest to him. Look at chapter 14. And I want you to see when the children of Israel said, we, we need to go back to Egypt, they believed the majority. Can I ask you something? Do you know how dangerous it is to believe the majority? Do you know how dangerous it is to believe anything and everything you hear on the news media? To believe anything and everything you hear the majority saying is okay. Do you understand that the majority is not the source of truth? Caleb was different. He believed what God said. And notice when he told the children of Israel, in fact, I want you to see something here. He says in verse 8, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Just don't rebel against the Lord and don't fear the people of the land. Watch this, for they are our bread. Now turn back to the last verse of 13. The unbelievers said, we are like grasshoppers. Caleb says, they're toast. Our enemies are toast. The difference of the lens through which you're looking. And Caleb had a different spirit because he looked through the lens of God's word and his promise. Now, look. Notice what happened in verse 10. When they heard Caleb speak his faith, when he says they are toast, their their protection has departed from them. The Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Verse 10, and all the congregation said what? Let's do away with that, but we don't want to hear that anymore. Let's kill them. And you thought your family was torn up. Let's kill him. I don't hear that anymore. I'm not listening. Can you imagine the pain that Caleb, this man who had a different spirit in him, do you understand the suffering, the rejection, the pain of being rejected by your own kinsman who wanted your demise? They wanted you to die. They wanted you taken out of the scene. They don't want to hear from you anymore. Sometimes to have a different spirit means there's some suffering involved from those closest to you. Everybody say, I know that's right. (laughs) Jesus' own family came to him when he started his ministry and told him, you need to shut this down. Come on back home. You're embarrassing us. Sometimes those closest to you are those who are going to reject you. They're not going to believe or want to walk with you. And that is going to be incredible pain. Well, now remember what we just read a minute ago? What did God say was going to happen to that whole generation of unbelievers? They were going to what? Can you imagine every single day for 40 years seeing somebody you love in the act of or lying dead in the desert? 40 years, dying every day. Just because they didn't believe Caleb doesn't mean he didn't love them. To have a different spirit, sometimes we have to be willing to suffer for the sake of those who will not believe the truth and love them anyway. He watched his people die. How many of you know you can't make your sons, your daughters, your spouse, anybody close to you, you cannot make them believe God's word. And sometimes because of their deception, because you know the truth of God's Word, but having to live with those who were deceived will be brutally painful. But you can find an ally in Jesus. He lived with it every day of his life. He can help you, and he will. Wow. There's an incredible amount of suffering in knowing the truth, and but yet having to live with those who are deceived. But you know what? One of the greatest pains there is, is the weight of having to wait for the manifestation of what God promised you. Now turn one, uh, two books over to Joshua, go to the right. Go through Deuteronomy and go to Joshua, and we're going to see how this ends for Caleb, the man with a different spirit. He believed God's word. He confessed that to be the truth against all odds. He was the minority. Are you willing to stand at school? Are you willing to stand in the marketplace? Are you willing to speak to the majority the truth that God gives you? Are you willing to bear the pain of rejection? So many times the truth almost always comes from a minority source. It's not the popular thing. But it has God's life and power in it. And it will prevail over time in Joshua chapter 14 We see how this turns out because eventually, after those 40 years, God raised up Joshua to lead the children of Israel into the land of Canaan. The enemies didn't just automatically fall. The first thing they faced was Jericho. The enemies didn't just magically disappear. They had to face them. They had to believe God and face them. Now, God's method was a little different. (laughs) than other armies but the the truth is they possessed the land of Canaan just like God said they would and I want you to notice Caleb got what he believed look at verse 6 the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said to Joshua who was now Moses he took over for Moses remember that God appointed Joshua to take over for Moses so he's now the leader And Caleb said, you know the word which the Lord spoke to Moses, the man of God? The word of God calls people of God men and women of God. Was Joshua and Moses perfect? (laughs) But we all still need men and women of God in our life, don't we? The word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you, there in Kadesh Barnea, Caleb speaking, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. I brought back word to him as it was in my, what does the word say? Now wait a minute now. What, he, what, what could have Caleb have said? I brought back word like everybody else. I brought back words of what I saw with my eyes. Is that what he said? Did he say I brought back words of what I felt in my emotions? Is that what he said? He said I brought back words of what I believed in my heart. What do you believe in your heart? It's greater than what the doctor says. It's greater than what the lawyer says. It's greater than what anybody around says. What do you believe in your heart? I brought back word as it was in my heart. Are you speaking out of your heart or are you speaking out of your mind, your senses, what you see, what you hear, what you feel? That's a big test, isn't it? Notice he said, verse 8, My brethren who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. How many of you know if you're listening to the wrong spiritual leadership, it's going to melt your heart? You're not going to be ready for the challenges. But I wholly followed the Lord my God, and Moses swore on that day, That surely the land where I went, where my foot has trodden, shall be my inheritance and my children's forever because I have totally followed the Lord my God. And now, watch this, verse 10. Behold, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years since the Lord spoke his word to Moses. So 45 years from the day of trial in the wilderness 40 years in the wilderness and five to conquer Canaan while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. And I'm struggling, I don't know, it's hard to even breathe. I'm so feeble, I can't get around. Is that what verse 11 says to you? Look at it. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, 45 years ago, so now is my strength for war. I don't want to just live to play God, I don't want to live to sit around and watch TV. I have strength for war, both for going in and for going out and coming in. And now, here's what I want you to know, Joshua, verse 12. Give me this mountain which the Lord said was mine in that day. I'm 85 years old. And I'd, I don't want some rich, fertile plain. I want that mountain over there. How in the world could he say, I want that mountain over there? Well, let's read the rest of that 12th verse. I want the mountain. Why? Because the Anakim were there. The cities were great and fortified, and it will be that if the Lord is with me, I will be able to drive them out as the Lord has said. Why did he want the mountain? Because there were still pockets of giants over there. He wanted some warfare. So, you see why I said at the beginning of this message he was a man with a different spirit? How did that happen? He just kept on believing. Notice what he told Joshua he wanted. He was repeating what God's promise was to him 45 years ago. Have you moved on and forgotten God's promises to you? Your children? Your finances your help what 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 wait wait he had a different spirit and I want you to notice verse 13 and Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb the son of Jephunneh as an inheritance and you know Hebron was logistically where Jerusalem was built. Was that important? <laughs> the Lord coming back right there. So do I have a different spirit? Do you have a different spirit? And it all began with re- seeing life through the lens of God's word, what he said through the Listen All he had was that written Torah and it was being developed. You and I have the Holy Spirit indwelling us as believers this side of Pentecost. We have no excuse to look through any other lens but the lens of the Word of God. Are you willing to speak at the right time in the right way? Are you willing to suffer and wait for God to do what God is going to do to give you what he's promised are you willing to hold on to those promises and are you willing whatever it ta- whatever your eyes see are you willing to believe that he has the final word and he will bring to pass what he has promised you Joshua was a cohort But now notice what happened. Now he came and submitted to spiritual leadership. Joshua was not just a buddy, a pal, a cohort. He had been appointed by God as the spiritual leader of Israel. Do you respect spiritual oversight? I know I do. I have it in my life, and I wouldn't take anything for it. And if my overseer said frog, I would jump today. Amen. A different spirit. What a precious thing. Let's all bow our heads now, and I want us to come to grips here at the very end with what this meant and what it means for us. I wonder today if you would say, Pastor, I, uh, that, that, that is an amazing thing. How that man could continue to stand, and even though he was in the minority, I want and I need to be able to speak truth even when I'm outnumbered. I want and I need to speak truth in love. You know what? There's no evidence whatsoever that Caleb washed his hands of friends and family who would not believe or walk with him. There's no evidence. There's no evidence whatsoever that he kicked them to the curb or gave up on them. He suffered. You know that adult child that's breaking your heart. You know that close cohort that's been with you for so long that has decided to go a different path. You know those Customers, those ministry partners who've decided to just go a different way, didn't even grace you with a why. Are you willing to continue to pray for and encourage and love? Are you willing to continue to speak the truth in love to them? Jesus did. One of the last things he cried out but those who were crucifying him was, Father, forgive them. They don't understand the depths of what they're doing. How many of you would say today, Pastor, I feel the Spirit of God telling me I need a different spirit, and I need to invest the Word of God, and I need to rely on the Spirit of God and His courage and faith to take my stand and quit washing around with the majority. Would anybody here say that? Would you lift your hand today? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anybody here today who say, those closest to me just don't appear to be seeking the Lord or care that much about the Word of God I'm going to love and speak truth and I'm going to trust God to give me the supernatural ability to stay the journey till I see the man anybody here today who would say I've held on to the promises of God for so long I'm really weary i need the renewing strength of the spirit of god i want to be that i want to have that different spirit but i sure do need some energy some encouragement would you lift your hand today